Last week, we kicked off uh, a new series called Fake. Anybody know anybody that's fake? Anybody sitting near someone that's fake? Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't. Nah, 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 nah. Anybody who in here, like, you have, like, your, your hair color you have right now is fake. It's not your real hair color. You would admit that. David, yeah? Yeah. yeah. You would admit that? All right. My hair color is real, and I hope to keep hair as long as I can. So, uh, glad you guys are here. You guys look awesome. Um, Thank you. How many of you guys know people with fake teeth? You know, you you fake teeth people. So there's there's lots of, of fakeness. There's lots of fake things. There's lots of fake going on. Um, and like you guys ever seen those people, um, and they're like, Dude, check out check out my biceps. And they're like, and they like push it, like they're like pushing it up from the end, like pushing it up, you know. And they're like, whoa, dude, you got. And they're like pushing it up, you know. Yeah, totally fake. All kinds of guys at the gym. Like, have you ever guys, you guys, okay, speaking of the gym, you guys ever been to the gym and like you see people working out and they're really like just looking at themselves in the mirror more than they're working out? Just like, they're like, yeah. And like looking in the mirror and like, I look good. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, they're flexing with their phones, like taking pictures. Yeah. That's Zach. And so, um, uh, I'm just kidding. Zach, don't do that. Zach, don't do that. He don't do that at all. But anyways, anyways, I want to encourage you guys tonight. Um, this is our second night. If you guys missed our first week of fake last week, you can go back and pick it up on our podcast. We have a podcast. We're on iTunes. So find us on iTunes, Emerge Youth Church. Um, you can find us there and listen in to catch up from last week. Uh, but I want to encourage you guys to take notes tonight. I want to encourage you guys to write some things down that God may speak to your life tonight. Uh, anybody bring their Bible? All right. A couple people did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Last week we kicked off this series. If you remember, we had these four chairs sitting up here. We had these four chairs and, and chair one, it was an authentic, real, genuine, real, real Christian. And, and we asked the question last week, does my life demand an explanation? That's the question we asked last week was, does my life demand an explanation? And, and we encouraged you last week to be chair one kind of people. To be kind of the people that you want to be a follower of Jesus and you're chair one kind of people. And we hope last week that you were challenged and you were changed to be more like Jesus last week. So uh, a lot of us here, we, we've experienced something that looks a certain way on the outside. Um, but if you get to the core of it, it looks different on the inside. Have, has this ever happened to you? Like you've bitten into an apple? And there was, oh, has, anybody, has that ever happened, like legit happened to anyone? Like that's happened to me before. Like you bite into an apple and like there's half a worm, which means the other half is in your mouth, you know? Uh, like it's bad. Um, so from the outside, like the apple looks pretty good. Listen, listen. From the outside, the apple looks pretty good. But when you bite into it, it's rotten to the core. It's rotten on the inside. Has anyone ever heard of these before? 
Right there. Anybody ever heard? David North is the king of these bamboozled. Actually, I've got some right here. Does everybody know what this is? Okay, if you don't know what this is, this is called bean boozled. These are jelly beans. And some of them look the exact same in the box. And and um, these jelly beans, the, the flavors in these jelly beans are jacked. Like, you could get a one that tastes like a juicy pear or one that tastes like a booger. If you eat your boogers, you know what it tastes like, okay? Um, you, there's one that could be the taste like caramel corn or moldy cheese. Um, there's one that could taste like... To taste like um, tutti frutti or stinky socks. Like there's all kinds of different flavors: stinky socks, tutti frutti, lawn clippings, um, skunk spray. Is there anyone who would like to try one of these? Um, let's see. Let's see what I got here. Okay, uh, Sydney Cheney, stand up. Both of you guys take one of these. This could be. This could be. Um, what is it? Stinky socks or tutti frutti? Go. 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 No? Tutti frutti? Yeah. All right, have a seat. Have a seat. Who else? Who else would like to try? You two right here. Each take one. This could be, um, let me see. This could be, oh, skunk spray. Or licorice, which is bad as well. Ready, go. You got to eat the whole thing. Would you, skunk spray? You got the skunk spray too? Oh, yeah. Now, go home, try to kiss your girlfriend tonight. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, yellow, yellow, yellow. Yellow is the um, rotten egg or buttered popcorn. Right here, you too. Right here. Rotten egg or butter. I'll give you the butter popcorn. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Ready? Go. Uh, did you both get rotten egg? Are you serious? Oh, man. Okay, so we'll play some more of this later on. We'll play some more of this later on. It's all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll give you a try. Um. Like, it's one that could taste like peach. There's ones in here that could taste like peach or ones that could taste like barf. Yeah. First time I ever tried one of these, it was at youth convention. My very first month here at Crown Point Church, and David North made me eat them right in front of everyone. It was really bad. And he just, like, kept feeding them to me, too. And I was like, <laughs> it's like okay. Um, like, one may taste like a pear, and one may taste like a booger. And the, the difficulty about this, listen, the difficulty about this is that they look identical. They look the exact same. You can't tell them apart. And, and sometimes things are fake, but in reality, we can be fake as well. We can be fake as well. Um, there, there's a time in my life when I thought that I could be in a rock band. You think I'm kidding? Look at that. Yeah, I'm the one. um, If you can't recognize me, I'm the one in the red and white shirt. You're doing your typical rock band picture. Not everyone's looking at the camera. 
and um, the guy, the guy over here on the far left, that's my brother-in-law, Caleb. Um, yeah, and and then there's me and the soul chime. Yeah, right. How cool is that? <laughs> okay just you (laughs) okay we can take that off now uh wow i'll I'll, I'll autograph stuff later on see um but we actually played a lot of shows and we uh a a lot of them were like free (laughs) but uh one time we actually won a battle of the bands in oklahoma city there were like 25 bands, and we be, we won $500. $500. Five people in the band, it doesn't go very far. So um, that phase passed, thank God. Um, and, and But I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. Pretending to be something that I wasn't. So let's, let's be honest. How many of you guys in this room, you've ever photoshopped yourself with a celebrity? Or put your, yeah, yeah, that hand went, like, Justin Bieber, like, the, what is the five guys who sing? That's it, yeah, that one. Um, like, oh, it's four now, yeah, that one dude's out, like, he's a total jerk, we don't, we hate him. Um, like, you Photoshop, you put yourself in a picture with a band or with a certain celebrity that you thought was really awesome, someone extremely good looking, right? Yeah, like, I met these people. They're my favorite. So, listen, shh. I want you guys to take a look at this. Look at this. What's that? It's a coffin, a casket. Uh, listen, shh. The vampire bed. <laughs> not, not to be disrespectful or anything, um, but a coffin is simply a house for a dead person, for a dead body. Um, from the outside, a coffin may be all nice, and it may be decorated, and it may look like a nice piece of furniture or something, I don't know. But on the inside, it houses a dead body. It holds a dead body. And so, just like so many people, on the outside, listen, on the outside, we look a certain way, but if you lift the lid, or if you were to see on the inside, or see our, our hearts, or what's going on in our spirits, if you were to dig a, dig a little bit deeper, our lives would look totally different. Jesus, he talks about this. He says this in Matthew 23, uh, starting with verse 27, it says this. Uh, well, it go, even, even in Jesus' time, he addresses this. He talks about this. He talked about people who looked one way on the outside Um, but what's on the inside were dead men's bones. It says this, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites. That's like, that's an exclamation point. That means like he was serious. Like he was like, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. And in the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous. But on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus saying to the fake people of this day, saying, you guys look a certain way on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of dead man's bones. And these guys were were addressing, uh, he was addressing, they were so 
obsessed with appearing and looking and being a certain way and making everyone think that they were a certain way. It's like it's like just like polishing a coffin. Just like making a coffin look nice. It may look good on the outside, but on the inside, it's full of dead men's bones. There's death on the inside. For some of us here, that's probably the reality tonight of our own Christianity, of our own faith. Um, your, your religion may look great on the outside, but you may do the right things. You may act the right ways. You may raise your hands on the, at the certain times on the certain songs during worship. But if you look on the inside of who you really are, you aren't that person at all. You're actually maybe dead on the inside. You're basically photoshopping yourself with Jesus. Like it may look real, but it's totally fake. Your fakeness is a disease. So tonight there are some, these are, these are some symptoms uh, that, that you're fake here, some signs and some t- symptoms that you may be living a fake life tonight. So there's two groups of people here tonight. The first group, you may, may have experienced a relationship with Jesus at one point in your life. Maybe it was at camp. Maybe it was at winter retreat, on a missions trip. Uh, maybe it was a night here at Emerge or at, on a Sunday at church. But you can remember a time where you felt alive on the inside. You felt so close to Jesus on the inside. And Jesus was so real to you. But over time, your priorities shifted. Things shifted in your life. <clears throat> and and like and then all of a sudden imp- kind of important things begin to take precedent in your life like maybe sports nothing wrong with sports but sometimes they can come before god maybe like hanging out nothing wrong with hanging out i love to hang out but sometimes that can get before you and your relationship with god maybe maybe your boyfriend or your girlfriend sometimes that can take precedence over jesus maybe doing fun stuff i like to do the fun things but I don't want that to take precedent precedent over my relationship with God. So what you do now is what you, you simply do is you try to keep up appearances. You try to look right. You try to act right. You try to act a certain way because if you look the part, no one's going to look or no one may ask about you uh, being something on the outside that's not true on the inside. And you can hide it for a while. There was a time in my life where, where I felt alive, but then, then you're you got kind of slowly fading away. You're slowly dying on the inside. So in order to compensate for that, we become fake. We begin to put on a show or we begin to, to, to be someone that we're totally not. And the second group of people in here, maybe you were raised in church. You know all the right things to say, all the right things to do. You look and you act the part, like you tweet verses, like, and, and you, you, your Twitter bio says something about Jesus, like after the, the date when you start dating your person. Um, but, but on the inside, like you're dead or you're dying. And maybe this relationship with Jesus has never been real, or maybe it's never been personal for, for you. If maybe you're in one of those two groups tonight, you need to ask yourself, on internally ask yourself, am I fake? Am I fake? Am I living right? Am I like what Jesus says in the Bible? Uh, on, on the outside, I look and I act a certain part, but on the inside, it's not reality. What are the signs of fakeness? Well, 
Let me share you, share with this with you real quick in Matthew um, six verses one and two, and then uh, five and sixteen. This is Jesus talking, and it says this: Beware of practicing your righteousness before other other people in order to be what seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. Verse 5, And then when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse 16, it says this, And so when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. So Jesus, he's talking to these fake people. He's talking to these people, and they were empty and dead on the inside, but on the outside, they looked like they had it all together. They did the right things. They said the right things. They raised their hands in worship. But Jesus says one of the signs of their fakeness is that they do this in order to be what? Seen by others. They want to be seen. They want to put on a show. Look at me. Look at how holy I am. Like, walk, kiss the ground that I walk on. Like, I am so spiritual right now, guys. Like, I literally have a halo over my head. They want to be seen by others. In in Matthew 6, uh, it says they gave to the needy. They prayed. They fasted. All those things are great. They're fantastic things to do. They did all the right things, um, but they were done with the wrong motivation. See, that's our sign. That's that's that that we do the right things as we bring, you know, we we bring our Bible. I want to encourage you to bring your Bibles to, to take notes, to write things down, to post things that God says to you either here or sometime during your week on, on social media. There's nothing wrong with doing that at all. Sometimes we, we do the right things, but sometimes we do it for the wrong reasons. That's a sign of fakeness that we do the right things, but with the wrong motivation. So my question to you is, if you did all these things, but no nobody knew would would you still see it? Like like no nobody if you did all these things and, and nobody saw it, would you still do it? If if you were at home like playing worship music, would you worship? Or is it just ah some good music? I love that young and free stuff. If you you do you read your Bible on your own without like laying it out for everyone to see? Like, if you, would you still do it if no one knew that you were doing it? If no one saw you pray, no one saw you worship, would you still do it? So that's the motiv- motivation, or what is the motivation behind us doing these Christian things? Uh, a sign of, of fakeness is that we do these things in order to be seen by others. We want others, others to see us. We want others to look up to us. We see how holy and Christian we are. And, and these are signs, but what are the symptoms? So I'm going to share with you that. What, what, is it, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to be fake? So as I'm talking tonight, I hope 
that through part of this, that maybe you're examining part of your life to see where you fit as we talk about this tonight. So here are the symptoms of fakeness. The first thing is this. Write this down if you can. There's no peace. <clears throat> can I get someone to get me a, a bottle of water? <clears throat> Thanks, Johnny. Um, you have no peace. If you have the, the style or the kind of Christianity that's like a coffin Christianity, where you care about what people see on the inside, but on the inside you could very well be dying. If this is you, the first symptom is that you have no peace. There's no peace in your life. You may have no peace because you're in, in you're all the time trying to be someone on the outside different than who you are on the inside. Maybe you feel exhausted and, and coming to, to emerge like it's a drag and like you really just don't want to be here. And you don't want to be at church on Sunday and you don't want to be around the things or the people of God. You have no peace. If, if you're living that life, then you're experiencing, you're probably experiencing that symptom. You have no peace because it, it's exhausting trying to be someone you're not. I spent a short, very, very short amount of my life trying to be a cowboy. That was guy. I, I grew up in a really small town. All my friends were farmers, and not all my friends, but a lot of my they had their own farms. They I I know how to drive a tractor, and yeah, and like they had all this stuff. And um, I spent a short amount of my life thinking I was a farmer, cowboy. <laughs> I even went to rodeos. I actually enjoy rodeos. They're kind of fun. But it was exhausting trying to be someone that I wasn't. Boots are so uncomfortable. Oh, unreal. The second symptom is this, that you have no passion. I love people who are passionate about something. Then you guys, you love someone who's passionate about something. These people are excited. They're excited about something. They're pumped to be talking about or to be living whatever it is that they're passionate about. They're excited for it. To be completely honest, like, I don't have a care in the world about turtles. But my friend Eric does. Eric does. He loves turtles. He loves her. And every time I want to, Eric is, he's passionate about turtles. Here's the deal. Since I know he's passionate about turtles and he's my friend, every time I see a turtle, I tell Eric about it. I shoot Eric a picture of it. I tell him about the turtle that I, that I saw. I, I take pictures of him. Like I'm excited about his passion. And, and he's like really passionate about other things too. But like he likes turtles. Like anytime, anytime I think about superhero stuff, who do I think about? Some of these guys over here. Yeah. And, and like these guys, they're passionate about it. They're excited about it. Like I'm passionate about my kids. Like I could tell you all day long. I could sit and tell you all day long about Jackson playing football. About how last weekend he got this interception. He jumped up so high in the air, caught the ball, then landed flat on his back and like no. And he got up and he's going and like it was he was trying to walk it off. He caught like a long, really long uh, uh, 
uh, reception down the field. And it was funny. He didn't score a touchdown, but he was so excited about it. Like he was jumping and chest bumping guys. Like really funny. I, I'm passionate about my kids. I could tell you about how fun and how clever and how really funny Evie is. She's really quiet. But if you had, sit and have a conversation with you with, and she's really open with you, like she's really funny and clever kid. Um, I could tell you guys about how much fun Jet is. A lot of you guys know that already, but how much fun he is. One thing I love, I love David's passion to be a mentor to young men. Oh man, I love that. I love that. You, you guys, you guys remember Kara, Ray? What was her passion? The Royals, right? And, and like her passion for the Royals was so annoying, right? And like, but it was something she was passionate about. Like, I can't hear the words Danny Duffy without thinking of Kara. Like, I'm not even kidding. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, I, I, I can force myself to be passionate about something, but at the end of the day, if it's not truly who I am, I can force myself to like it, but I'm not really going to be passionate about it. It's the same when it comes to our Christianity. You can force yourself to come to Emerge, and man, we're glad that you're here. I love that you guys are all are here tonight, and I love to see you every week. You can force yourself to go to church, to read your Bible, because you know it's the right thing to do. You hear it preached every single week. But if you're honest with yourself, you probably maybe aren't really passionate about those things. The second symptom is that you have no passion. What was the first one? You have no peace. Second, no passion. And the third and last thing is this, no power. Like, like a car without an engine, there's no power. It's, it's like saying you're, you're a Christian, but not letting the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit gives us what? Power. Like we talked about last week in, in 2 Timothy, it says having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. We may have the appearance of godliness in this room. We know the right things to say. We have the right things to do. We, when to raise our hands, the, the right things to tweet and to retweet. We may know the right things, but we're lacking power. When was the last time God did something powerful in you or, or through you? If you've really got to sit down and, and if you're struggling to answer that question, maybe, just maybe, it's not real in your life. Maybe at the moment it's fake. When was the last time that God did something powerful in you? And maybe you can't remember the last time that you had a spiritual conversation about Jesus. You can't remember the last time that you felt his presence. Those are some symptoms of being fake. You have no passion. You have no peace. And you have no power. And, and I want to tell you guys tonight, I'm pointing the finger at myself too. There was a time in my life when I was just like this. You guys' age, I would show up to church. I would, I would worship. I would be involved in worship. I would show up to, to all the events. I would do all the stuff, go on the trips, have all of the experiences. But the whole time, I was fake. 
I had this this coffin style of Christianity. I, I was and, and to be honest, I was just waiting for someone to catch me. I was waiting for my youth pastor, one of my leaders to catch me and to call me out on it because I knew it was wrong. I knew I didn't want to live that way. That's no kind of way to live. I had no passion. I had no peace and I had no power. I was dead on the inside. Emerge, you guys here tonight, I don't want that for any of you. I don't want that for any of you. I've seen way too many students come to Emerge and they, they get tired of trying to pretend, pretending to be someone that they're not. And they end up walking away from, actually, they end up running away as fast as they can in the other direction. I, I'm sick and tired of seeing things like that happen. Tonight, the Lord is calling you to something greater than a coffin style of Christianity. If that's you, like knowing the right things to say and to do, and, and all along you're dying on the inside, you're empty on the inside, there's a solution to that fake disease. And I believe tonight the Lord is going to take you from the coffin to the cross. The Bible says that at the cross we find ab- abundant life. And I want that for every single person here tonight. Here's the solution, because I can't tell you all this stuff without giving you a solution. And and it may not be exactly what you're looking for, but um, here's a solution that I want to give you um, that you need if you want to get out of being a coffin Christian. Um, Let's look at this, Revelations 3, 1 through 3. And and I want you to remember, at the beginning of the message tonight, I talked about there being two kinds of people. Maybe you were like me and I had a relationship with Jesus. I loved the Lord at one time. I was excited to read my Bible at one time. Then slowly over time, I began to slip into this coffin style of Christianity. I was dead on the inside. If that's you tonight, you remember a time when Jesus was, he was personal and he was real to you. Here's what may be the solution to your problem. It's in Revelations 3, 1 through 3. It says this, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you have received, what you have heard, keep it. And what's that last word? Repent. Everybody say repent. The solution at Emerge here tonight is to repent, is to remember. If you've been around this for a while, you remember some messages. You remember some things that God spoke to you. You remember some things that God did in your life. Take those things and remember and and, and live in that. But then also it says to repent, repent to God, and then confess to someone else. Like I said last week, I I could repent all day. I could repent all day, but until I confessed to my youth pastor, to my leader, to my mentor, to my friend, nothing was going to change. We also need to be doing the right things for the right reasons, not with the wrong motivation to be seen by others. I would rather be seen in secret by God than in public by others. See, the, the solution is to confess to God is to confess to him and to confess to someone else. And and end 
your secret game, to give it up. Like how about, how about for starters, this week, I want to challenge you, don't do anything to be seen by others, but live to be seen by God. Live in such a way as to be seen by God. Maybe for the, the second group of people, your whole life, um, the, the coffin Christianity, it's been your story. It's been who you are. It's been what you're all about. You, you've always felt dead on the inside. You're trying to be someone you're not. Maybe you can't even remember a time where you prayed to receive Jesus. Your life certainly lacks peace. It lacks passion and it lacks power. Here's what I have to say to those people tonight. Like dead people cannot bring themselves back to life. You cannot do enough of the right things to become a Christian. It's something that God can do in you because of what Jesus has done for you. In Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, it says this, um, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us, what? Alive together with Christ. See, there are people here and, and this coffin Christianity, that's been you. That's been you. That's been your life. That's been where you, you've lived. That's been you for a long time. Maybe you've, you've never received Jesus into your life. It's never been real. It's never been personal for you. The good news is that, is that God deals in bringing dead people to life. He did that for me. He can do that for you. He's done that for a lot of people in this room. Jesus came to the earth. He took our sins, our mess-ups, our mistakes. He took our bill and he paid it in full on the cross. He died. He rose again after three days, securing our eternity in heaven. And until you address the fact that you've been living a coffin Christianity, um, that will continue to be you. Empty, no peace, no passion, no power. Tonight, God wants to take us from the coffin to the cross. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's at the cross where we find real and eternal and abundant life where we find peace and passion and power. Tonight, maybe you're in this room and you're done trying to be someone that you're not. See, I want that for you all tonight. 